So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Eudias and beseech Seneca that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel with Clement, also and with other my fellow laborers, and again, and, and whose names, I'm sorry, and whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good rapport, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we, we just so thankful, Lord God, for who you are. You are amazing and you're mighty. Now, Father, I pray that you will stand with me as your word is preached through me. I pray that the words of my mouth be like fire and the people be like wood, that they will be consumed. And then I pray for utterance, that I may boldly speak the mysteries of the gospel. Speak, Lord, for thy servant hears thee. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength my Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 When I was growing up, I can still remember my mom oftentimes sharing with me, telling with me with no consideration of what I thought, she would say, boy, you need to get something on your mind. You, you need to get something on your mind, boy. And so, and that thought resonates this morning that you know, we, are, we come here with all sorts of things on our mind. We, we, we have all sorts of things. You know, the, the mind is so complex. It, it is a natural, a natural computer. 
It moves material, it moves substance, it, it moves thought patterns at the speed, even quicker than the speed of light. You could be speaking one thing and thinking something at the same time. Your mind is constantly moving. Things coming and things going and you, you know, it, 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 you know, your back itching, your foot itching, you, and, and you wonder what's for dinner and what I'm going to do when I leave here. And, and, and everything is, is up here in the mind. And, and, and we know that, that, that there is something on your mind. Oh, there's something on your mind. I, I can tell the way some of you are looking at me, that there is something on your mind. Uh, we, we, we find that, that uh, somebody uh, 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 could have the thought this morning, I wish he would hurry up. Some folk are saying, I wish he would get to the point. Somebody is saying, I agree with you. But whatever is on your mind, I, I got a a, 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 a a question for you in the way of a subject this morning. Mm -hmm. And the question is, what should I think about? Mm, all right. What should I think about? Mm -hmm. We find that um, there is a quote uh, from Dr. Michael Youssef that was posted on June the 9th. I know some of you follow Dr. Michael Youssef here. He's, he's very to the point. And, 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 and if you don't follow him, uh, you, I, I may encourage you to do so. Uh, his devotionals are excellent. And, and on June the 9th, he posted uh, that in the last few decades, our culture has made several dangerous shifts in direction. One of the most dangerous shifts has been a move from an emphasis on thinking to an emphasis on feeling. We have shifted from absolutes to Relativism. Many do not want to speak or even admit the truth for fear that it may hurt people's feelings. Inclusivity has not only become a buzzword in our society, it is now a virtue that is preached. In fact, Vast numbers of preachers today have abandoned the truth of the scripture in favor of exclusivity. Some preachers and, and some teachers are coming up with cotton candy messages. You know, cotton candy is nothing but a clump of sugar disguised in a puff to look like cotton. We find that the message is puffed up 
sweet. <laughs> Nothing but sugar disguised as a lie. And we find that I, I, I myself, I, I, I can't speak for you, but I can only speak for myself. Uh, that Dr. Youssef, uh, one of the most dangerous shifts in our culture, I agree with him, that one of the most dangerous shifts in our culture has been made in recent years to move away from thinking and placing more emphasis on feelings. Mm -hmm. People nowadays, are more concerned about feelings than they are about the truth. I want to know how you feel about something. Don't know, if, if, do, you, do you reckon it's true? I just want to know how you feel about it. You know, journalists are out getting stories on the news and, and the news that's being reported, they go to bystanders and, and they ask how you feel about what happened. But they never asked them uh, about the truth of the matter. I can't speak the truth to you without being fearful of hurting your feelings. And if the truth is being told, certain individuals feel as though you are judging them. Don't, don't, don't. Why, why are you judging me? You know, people, even older people, I'm not just here talking about young folk, no. young, old folk are, are walking around, don't, don't judge me. Now, the thing that, that we have to distinguish is that sometimes telling the truth has nothing to do with judging. For the truth will set you free. And we know that some people are free because they don't recognize or don't want to know the truth. Can I get a witness? And I'm not here with you this morning to play judge or jury but to share with you something we should be thinking about. <clears throat> something we should be thinking about. <clears throat> Look, <clears throat> excuse me. Dr. Tony Evans said it best. He said, you cannot dwell on both the things of God and the lives of Satan. You, you can't dwell on both of them. So here we find that the Apostle Paul in the first three chapters have given us some great thoughts to think about. He opens up this book to the church at Philippi. Philippi. Baptist Church Ministries. And he opens up with the salutation and a, and a greeting. And then he talks about uh, for me to live is Christ. 
he gets straight to the point. And then he goes in talking about being steadfast and, and exhortation. Uh, and then he talks about the humiliation in verse in, in chapter two. Uh, he talks about Christ's humiliation and exaltation. We find that uh, uh, he, he moves on through uh, that chapter set, that chapter two, and he talks about shining as lights in the world. We should be lights that are shining in a dark world. Uh, I, I, I want to stop right here and, and commend uh, this ministry, First Baptist Church, Mount Auburn Ministries, for continuing to let your light shine during the pandemic. And never stopping, continually to press on. And even though churches around you were shutting down and, and, and moving to other platforms, you stayed with it. You stayed the course. Trusting in God as your hope. And then he goes on to talk about pressing, pressing toward the mark. We ought to be pressing toward a mark which is in the high calling of Christ Jesus. And then Paul writes in this, this fourth chapter, he's, he, he comes to the conclusion of the whole matter. He, he comes and he says, finally, finally gives us to know that he's getting to that peak or the conclusion of the whole matter. And, and, he, and he's given here some practical counseling. And in, and in verse 8, the apostle Paul has reached the height or the plateau of his teaching lesson on spiritual stability. He's ready to sum up all the things he previously taught and, and proclaimed to the Philippian people. If we go back one verse to verse 7 in this fourth chapter, the apostle Paul brings up something called the peace of God. It's right there in the text. It's right there. Uh, he says, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall, shall uh, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It, 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 and we have to know if the believers of Jesus Christ is going to maintain Spiritual stability. He or, or she must protect the peace of God. Oh, you, 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 you got to protect that peace of God. God gives us peace. But we must learn how to hold on to it. There's nothing like peace. Of God. There's nothing like having that peace that God gives you. And, and no matter what come, what come, what may, you, you got peace. You, you, no matter what uh, wind may blow, what strange wind may blow, 
you, you are steadfast and immovable, always abounding, because you got peace. Nothing can disturb your peace. But we have to learn how to protect the peace that God gives us. Oh, I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I love me some sleep. The, 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 the first thing, I got some hand raises out there. The first thing that I do when I wake up, when my God opens my eyes, and I check my watch to see how long I slept. And if the watch doesn't say I slept at least seven hours, I'd hit the alarm clock and roll over. Because I got to get me seven, at least eight hours of sleep. Because I ain't no good if I don't get seven, eight hours of sleep. Because you know why I can sleep? Because I got peace. When I went to bed and before I closed my eyes, I thank God for his peace. I'm thanking for his mercy and his grace. Finally. <laughs> he says, finally, I got peace. God gives us peace. All it takes, though, is just a second. Not even a minute, but a second. And you can lose your peace. You, you, you let something shake you and rock you the wrong way. You, you, you riding down, watch this, y'all. You riding down 75 and you in your Kia Stinger. <laughs> and let somebody come that close to Walter Stinger. <laughs> Walter might lose his peace. <laughs> he just might, I don't know. But, you know, it, it just, you know, everybody got that breaking point. But how, how, how do I protect this, this, this peace? How, what's my limit? What's my breaking point? Can I share with you? You're going to need some help to maintain so that you don't get to that breaking point. When you get to that point and that you just don't have enough, that you get to the point that you're just sick and tired. You just don't have enough and, and you push the death back and say, look, I don't have enough of you. Amen. You stand up and you, you and, and it's a time for that. But every time is not a time Amen. to stand up. Paul in previous chapters, and especially in chapter 2, he talks about that humiliation. Christ said it. He said that you will be persecuted for my sake. You, you will be persecuted. So you have to know that some of the things that happen to you and I is because of that persecution that Christ experienced. And sometimes God will suffer some things to be so to see how far that you can rock your boat. We find, we find that what Paul is summarizing is this. What will determine whether or not 
you are able to hold on to your peace is going to be determined by what you and I keep on our minds. What we think. It is, it is so important to commit yourself to memorizing scripture. You know, when, when you are faced with some type of trial or some adversity, you always don't have access to your, your phone or yeah. you don't have your word with you. Uh, but you, something uh, uh, can come up to your, your natural yeah. computer called your mind. And if you have committed yourself to learning the scripture, uh, you know, some situations you might just step back and simply say, the Lord is yeah. my shepherd. Sometimes you may say uh, that, that he is my salvation. Uh, and then when you get impatient and you get a little anxious, you say, I, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You've you got to remember stuff that they commit yourself to the scriptures so that when situation occurring happens to you and I, that we can, can, can continue to protect that peace. Proper thinking is key to the disciple, the learner. A disciple is a learner or a follower of Jesus Christ. Proper thinking. You know, that's what's wrong with our young men. They aren't thinking. They don't understand. Just think about it. You know, oftentimes when I'm in a hostile situation, a hostile person is in front of me. I, I just say, hold on, hold on, hold on, partner. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Yeah. I mean, suck it in. Take a deep breath. That's to get them, not to relax them, that's to get their minds unlocked. Because something outside of this lie, this 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 way of feeling that Satan got them feeling some kind of way. I have to move that stuff out to put something in that's wholesome. If 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 if, if the, the other day, if they were just down there at, at the park, and, and even one of them or both of them had just took a deep breath and thought about it, they would still be here today. Our, 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 our youth uh, correction facilities will be left. Do you know that I talked to someone just this past Friday and our youth correction facilities are filled with young men. 80% of the young men are in there because they are shooting at each other and shooting someone. And you know, only thing I shot when I was 13 and 14, uh, Deke, is, is marbles. I didn't think about trying to find a gun. I didn't try to think. And we and, and people keep saying that I want to know what the solution is. I want to know what what's, what what how to solve this 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 crime wave and all this stuff that's going on. And, it, and there's only one solution to it. We got to get something on their mind. Young, uh, and I'm gonna say it, these young thugs. 
don't have nothing on they already thinking about shooting you and, and killing you. They, they, their thought pattern is how I'm going to get out of it. Because I know what I'm getting ready to do. That's what their thinking is. And we have to get there. But the, the solution to their problem is that they don't have a relationship. They don't have the relationship with the one that can help them keep their peace. You know, I was talking to Sister Seal this morning. And we were down there talking about how we were raised. And one thing I come to the conclusion, I, I understand we can't raise our children exactly the way that I was raised. I cannot raise a child today with an eight-track mentality in a digital world. They just can't do it. But one thing I can tell you, my son is, I love him to death. I love my daughters to death. But I would tell them in a heartbeat, I, I'm not your friend. I ain't trying to be your friend. I'm trying to be your parent. If you, if you want a friend, go up the street and find a friend. I ain't, I ain't concerned about your feelings. I ain't trying to be inclusive. You know, in my house, Joshua said for me in my house, we, we going to serve the Lord. And if you don't like the rules in my house, well, there it is. There's an exit stage left. And, and, and all you have to do is, is leave and make sure you leave your key on the door, on, on the table. You know, you know when, when you think about it, you know, kids tell you, this is my room. Well, I'm allowing you to live in a room. But it's my house. Well, this is my stuff in my room. No, that's the stuff that I gave you to put in my room. And, and see, you, you got to break up this friendship type of parenting. You got to start that with discipline. You got to tell something. The Bible says train up a child. That don't mean be his friend, be, be a friend to your child. I ain't talking about abusing your child. I'm talking about being a friend and, and concerned about their feelings. My daddy was never concerned about my feelings. It's practical counseling Paul has given here. My dad wanted to sleep at night. He, he, he wanted to come home and plug the, the fan in the window. We didn't have that condition. He, and he didn't, he didn't care whether we, the wind blew on us or not. That was his fan. That was his window. And sorry about your luck. To know what I should think about is going to require discipline our mind. People, people love to be entertained. Don't, don't they like to be entertained? Yeah. You know, some folks just came to church because they were looking for uh, uh, some entertainment. Why well, I love coming here because y'all come to worship. Y'all come to praise him. But I've been in some congregation, it's about a show. 
And it's about who can show out the most. The keyboard get to going and then he gets done and the drummer got to have some and the bass got to have his piece. The choir got to sing and they got to get highs and lows and then the choir director got to shake his wig off almost and, and, and all this going on. And I'm like, look at this, Lord. And here Jesus is study knocking at the door. Can I come in? Can I, can I come in this morning? Can I, can I join you? It's your house. You ought to be the one that we adore. You ought to be the one that we're trying to glorify. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men. Not the choir, not the musicians, but I will worship me. People love to spend large portions of their household budgets on family entertainment. When our minds are not being occupied or entertained, we have a, a, a tendency to say to one another, we're bored. And you hear adults talking about being bored more than children sometimes. I need something to do. Where can we go? What can we do when we get there? What we are really saying is I don't have nothing to think about. And once your mind gives into this kind of thinking, here comes Satan with one or two questions. One of Satan's uh, greatest question is, do you like what you see? Uh, you know you like it. Don't you like it? Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't that look good to you? You know, you, 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 don't, you don't went down, you just, you, you started after just going down to, to CVS or Walgreens, but on the way you just had to stop by Kohl's just to do so. Some, some browsing and shopping you, and, and you know you ain't got no money in your pocket your Kohl's card is maxed out and you don't have no cold bucks nowhere and, and, and Satan said don't you like it you can get a Kohl's credit card and get 10% off right now you, you know these are those little sly cunning things because why you don't got nothing on your mind you just was going down, but because you bored, you just wanted to get out of the house. I, I just got to get out. The walls seem to be closing in on me. And I just need to get out and get some air. And you down there, now you come back with bags and your, your bills don't piled up. And uh, either, you know, you got bored at work. Here's another one. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it today. I'm going to talk about it today. I'm bored and I'm on the computer. So when I get home, Amazon don't been at my door. I got boxes piled all up by the door because I got bored. See, see, because, see, these are some of the ways Satan attack you because you don't have anything on your mind. We find that we have to be entertained and and he, he asked questions, do you like what you see? Uh, would you like for me to occupy your mind for a little while? 
the one time that Satan occupies your mind is when you're by yourself. Here we go, fellas. I ain't going to just pick on the shoppers. Here we go. Ain't nobody at home. I can turn on this little movie. Ain't hurt nobody. You know, it's, it's got plenty of what I need to see. It, it's going to get me ready for the night. You know, all these little things that he's whispering. And all of a sudden, now you in trouble. Because he now has, has played to your, your thirst. Because you said that you were bored, but really you said that you don't have anything on your mind. Now you have uh, lost the peace of God, the peace of mind and the peace of God in which you have been trying to hold on to. Paul says, uh, let's evaluate our thinking. Take the time and evaluate your, your thinking when you, when, when you feel that you're bored. Take the time to step back. Evaluate your thinking. And, and, and he says here what you should think about. He says there's four things that you should think about. It's in the scripture. He said, first of all, what sort of things are just? And when we talk about the things that are just, we're talking about the things that are equitable or innocent or holy. You know, if what I'm getting ready to do because I'm bored or or I need something to do, if, if what I'm getting ready to do, is it innocent? Is it equitable? Is it, is it something that is, is valuable? Uh, or, or is it holy? Second, what sort of things are pure? You know, properly clean. It, it, it's what I'm getting ready to do. I'm not talking about the surface is clean. But I'm talking about is it pure unto God? It, it, you know, it, it, is it pure? It, is, it, is it perfect? Is it modest? You know, is it, is it perfect? Is it pure? Is it clean? Whatsoever things are lovely. Is what I'm doing, is it friendly uh, 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 toward? Is it acceptable? Uh, you know, if, if, if I'm getting ready to do something and, 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 and I know that, 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 that is, 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 is it comfortable or uh, is it friendly, I can't be sitting up and trying to watch this movie in Sister Brooklyn's company. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That ain't going to make her comfortable. Matter of fact, she's going to bust the TV up. <laughs> Make sure I won't watch nothing. No Phoenix Suns, no, no, no nothing. Since you want to mess, watch that mess. No, no Cleveland Browns. None of that. Then he says, whatsoever things are good report. You know, it is what I'm about to, is it well spoken of? You know, these are some of the things that you need to th step back and think about. What should I think about? Think on these things. In other words, take inventory of what you're thinking about. 
The peace of God is so important to our walk with, God, with Christ and our walk in the spirit. One of the reasons we fail to keep our peace is we tend to take inventory or dwell on the things which are set in opposition to the peace we're trying to hold on to. We get to thinking about the circumstance. We get to thinking about the, the, the other things and we fail to think about the peace. We, we think about the, 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 the things that's going to come against that peace more than we think about the peace that we already have. And so we get to concentrate. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm getting ready to have uh, some, some issues with my finances, I'm thinking about all the different things that's going to come up against me and still saying, well, I got peace because guess what? I got a job. I may not have enough money at the end of the month. It's too much month for my money, but guess what? I still have a job, and I can tell, look, how I, I many y'all don't did it before? I know I did it. Look, I can't get you this week, but give me next paycheck, I'll take care of you. Because, see, the thing is, is that I got peace about it, and if you can't set my arrangements, then I don't know what to tell you. See, you got to protect your peace. You can call me all you want, but guess what? I got something on my phone called a block. I'll block your number in a minute. Amen. Absolutely. Me calling me, talking about, hey, Mr. So-and-so, this is so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, I don't hurt at all. I ain't, hey, I'm the only one in here got issues like that. Blocking the heartbeat. Blocking the heartbeat. You know. So we find people uh, uh, looking, tossing, and turning all night long, losing sleep uh, over a lie or something bad which could happen. You know, they, they, they tossing, and they turn, and they can't sleep, and they getting pills and all sorts sort of things that help them sleep. You know, when I find myself restless, I pick up 66 books, crack open one of them, whichever my finger lies on, and before I can get to the end of it, I'm gone. I'm gone. People's anxiety levels are at an all-time high because they continue to entertain messages which work against their peace. Well, when you're feeling some kind of way, I don't know, it might be somebody here today that's feeling some kind of way. Take a deep breath. Ask yourself, what has my mind occupied? My mind should be in alignment with verse number seven. Mm -hmm. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Yeah. Is my mind stayed on him? Is my mind stayed on the Lord? He says, finally, my brothers and sisters, if my mind is right, then my heart is right. Finally, my brothers and sisters. Why? Because I have moral excellence and my mind, on my mind. If, if brothers and sisters, if my mind is right, then my heart is right and I can sleep at night. Why? Because praise is occupying my mind. And when the praises go up, guess what comes down? The blessings come down. And praise is what I do. 
if there be any virtue, any praise, I can think about the goodness of Calvary. If I don't have anything else on my mind, I can think about the goodness of Calvary. Because, see, if it wasn't for Calvary, I wouldn't be able to stand here today. If I know that when Jesus bore all of my sins, what should I think about? I can think about how much he loved me because he died for me. What should I think about? I can think about how uh, Jesus died to set me free. I, well, what should I think about? I should think about how he was wounded for my transgressions. Uh, he was bruised uh, for my iniquities. And the chastisement is upon his shoulders. What do they call him? They call him Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Lily of the Valley. Bright and morning star. What should I think about? He died so that I might live. What should I think about? He laid in a flower tomb three days. What should I think about? I should think about Sunday morning when he got up on Sunday morning and he rose with all power in his hands. Think about these things. He is Lord and he is God. He is the Lord God. My Savior, he's Mary's baby, but yet he's my Redeemer. He's the Lord of Lords, host of hosts. He's the Prince of Peace. He is the mighty God, the great I Am. What's his name? His name is Jesus, the mighty God, the one that came out of Nazareth. We find that he is the one that I adore. What should I think about when I think about Jesus and all that he's done for me? When I think about Jesus and how he set me free. When I think about all that he has done for me, all I can do is dance, 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 dance. I run over here and I do my dance because I got Jesus on my mind. May not see you again, but I'm telling you this when you see me again, I'll still have Jesus on my mind. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't my God all right? Say, yeah, my God is all right. My God is all right. What should I think about? I think about Jesus. nothing else on my mind, I think about Jesus. I think about him. Let us pray. Lord, the Lord God, our Father, thank God 